This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, April 30th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the savage one, Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing today? Doing great, buddy. It is Friday. We get ready to go to the weekend. Vacation. I only got two more days at Costco, and then I'm done for a week. It'll be nice. Tony's our very own Florida man. Yep. I'm <laughs> out going to Florida. Well, I know you're getting your uh, second uh, vaccination shot later on today, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully that doesn't affect your uh, travel plans too much, because I know that uh, knocks people on their ass pretty well. Yeah, that's uh, the good thing is, is if it knocks me on my ass, it's just tomorrow, I think, or if it's two days. I don't know. Yeah. I'll drag my lifeless body onto a plane. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah, Sunday's a travel day, so, you know, that, that helps that, uh, you know, you don't have things yeah, going there's on no, so. there's yeah there's nothing really going on that day but uh getting uh my ass to the airport early and on a plane <laughs> sounds like fun well folks let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host tony back when you got married way back when what was the process you went through to find a location for your wedding uh we just discussed kind of where we wanted to go. And then we started looking because the internet wasn't as easy as it was nowadays. So, I mean, there was Google and stuff, but it wasn't uh, quite like today. Um, but we went out, we interviewed, uh, we found a beautiful spot and then it had to interview reverends. And then we had to start planning, you know, like, uh, will our parents go to this? Will this family members go to this? And, it's kind of how it all started. It's, but the big thing was uh, deciding exactly what area you wanted to get married in as far as towns. And then it kind of snowballed into the rest. And then when you found the location, I assume you had to, uh, you know, uh, rent it, uh, sign a contract, oh, yeah, certain things yeah, along yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah, you had to put a deposit down for it, reserve the space for the day, yeah. All right. Well, all that goes to say that a Florida couple, hey, maybe you could uh, uh, visit them while you're out there, attempted to host a two-day wedding celebration at a mansion they didn't have permission to use. And when the owner found out about it on the day of their planned nuptials, he called the police. Courtney Wilson, the groom, and Shanita Jones, the bride, sent elaborate invitations to family and friends to attend their wedding at their 
quote, dream home and estate. But they never got permission from the owner, Nathan Finkel, to hold the event there. Finkel is Einhorn. I thought the the same thing. And it's in Florida. Dolphins. The detailed invitations describe their love story and how they had been reunited via divine intervention 30 years after meeting in high school. They requested guests join them for the ceremony and reception that would last until after midnight on Saturday. They would then return to the mansion on Sunday for an afternoon brunch. When Wilson showed up with another person on the morning of his wedding day, ready to begin setting up, Finkel saw them at the gate and immediately called police. I have people trespassing on my property, Finkel told a 911 dispatcher, and they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop. When police arrived, they asked Wilson to leave the property immediately and not come back. Wilson complied, and no charges were filed. Finkel put the property on the market nearly two years ago, and it's currently listed for sale at $5.7 million, according to the Sun Sentinel. Equipped with swimming pool, hot tub, bar, gazebo, tennis courts, elevator, and bowling alley, the estate was previously owned by Finkel's late father, who had been an early IHOP restaurant franchisee. Months earlier, Wilson visited the estate during an open house and pretended to be a prospective buyer, says Keith Pulikoff, attorney for Southwest Ranches, where the suburban mansion is located. Apparently, Wilson called Finkel a few months after his open house visit to ask if he could use the backyard for the wedding, but Finkel declined right away. Didn't deter them. They tried holding it there anyway, and uh, sure enough, they got uh, they got the boot. No charges, but uh, yeah, if you're planning a wedding, uh, maybe get permission before uh, you send out the elaborate invitations and tell people what a big deal it's going to be. Yeah, it's definitely not something you don't just get to decide like, hey, you know, we're going to go to Red Rocks. We're going to do it on this day. Just show up at Red Rocks. It'll be fine. And even uh, you got it. You got to reserve it. Even if they thought the mansion was empty, if they thought Finkel didn't live there, he had abandoned it while they were trying to sell it. Even still, you need permission from the owner. So uh, luckily, uh, there weren't further charges, but uh, just don't do it, folks. Didn't didn't go good for old Courtney on Rashid. Yeah, yeah. Laces out, Marino. All Uh. right. Well, folks, it is Friday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you good news, everyone. We have a segment called This is 40. We have a segment called Viral Videos, taking the place of our call-in topic today. That's because the G-Man is going to be joining us for NFL Draft Talk. We round out the day with this day in history. Antonio is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Subscription box, yeah, with exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeah. The Loot Crate box. What's with you today, huh? 
Wowzers! With crits starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talked about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you planned a wedding at a uh, mansion without permission. Boy, words are hard today. Permission. If so, give us a call at uh, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It's the last day of April. It's April 30th. Let's do the Filippo Fast Five. Ann Douglas, she's a philanthropist and widow of Kirk Douglas, dies at 102 years old. Wow. What a life. Invincible Season 2 and Season 3 will soar at Amazon. So it looks like you like that news. Uh, I know you said you saw the show. It was pretty entertaining, but uh, they will be coming with more. Um, you might not do this for this show, but uh, the Connors ABC comedy series near season four renewal as cast comes close to new deals. Nope. Kind of crazy for a, re- a thing of Roseanne. And they I, came back. I tried watching one episode of it. I can't do it. It's it's like they're trying to recreate that time period and the comedy from that time period. It just doesn't play, at least not for me. Yeah, well. It's enough to get season four, which is crazy. I never actually watched the Connors. I didn't even watch the Roseanne reboot. My mom used to watch it a lot when I was younger, but I've seen the original. Uh, Peacock orders supernatural drama girl in the wood. Oh, a supernatural drama girl in the woods. Uh, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter will direct it. And Tim Tebow might be coming back to the NFL as he worked out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. As a tight end. What? Maybe should just. Yeah. So him and Urban are tight. He lives in Jacksonville. Now he's willing to come play a tight end, which is what everyone told him he needed to do in the first place. And he would have probably still been in the NFL. But well, is he past his prime at this point? uh, My thought is like a little late in the game for that. I mean, it's. I'm sure they'll humor him a courtesy uh, tryout and they might invite him to, you know, camp and stuff. Him making the team. I don't know. I mean, he might want to try his hand at like coaching uh, with Urban Meyer since him and they're tight. Maybe right. something along those lines, you know, I feel like he could contribute somewhere. Exactly. But uh, yeah. So if you're a Tebow fan, Jacksonville, um, you can add him with your uh, number one draft pick. Trevor Lawrence, but we'll talk football later. Um, This is entertainment news. 
Uh, so Dexter Morgan is coming back. The self-righteous serial killer at the center of Showtime series Dexter will be back in a new limited series and yesterday dropped its first teaser trailer. There isn't much to the teaser. Uh, It's just titled Misunderstood. The trailer seems to pick up right where the original series left off. In the original finale, after eight seasons of serial killing everyone in Miami who deserved it. Okay, this is uh, if you never saw Dexter. Uh, you might want to just mute it because I'm sure there's going to be a spoiler as I run Burgundy this article. I think we're well um, past the uh, statute of limitations for spoiler alerts on Dexter. Yeah. So um, Dexter Morgan faked his own death, retired to Oregon to grow a beard and become a lumberjack. Yes, that's really how this how the series ended. The teaser opens on a small campfire burning in the woods and pans back to reveal Dexter looking out the window of a log cabin before turning to look directly at the camera and smiling. It's a near mirror to the shot from Dexter's original finale. Now that the beer is shaved, once again, it seems like Dexter's ready to get back to his old ways. The original series proved controversial at best and was despised as its worst. So it makes sense that the new series' first move would be to pull Dexter out of the forest of Oregon. The new limited series will once again star Hall as the serial killer and will also bring back Clyde Phillips, the showrunner for Dexter's first four seasons. The Dexter limited series will include 10 episodes on Showtime and will start this fall. So you can check out the trailer and I swear uh, Michael Hall does not age. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he looks, looks he, the same. He's got some Paul Rudd blood in him. Yeah, he does. Um, I don't have the power as Noah Centieno has exited Masters of the Universe, a movie that was coming down the pipe at Sony. The company is now looking to find a new person to bring Prince Adam and He-Man to life on the big screen for a new generation. Collider first reported the news in a bombshell today. I don't know if it was a bombshell, (laughs) but Aaron and Adam Nee's task in directing the movie just got a whole lot harder without their main star. There have been a lot of writers attached to the projects over the years. David Goyer tried his hand early in the process. Christopher Yost also had a crack at it. Even Iron Man writers Matt Holloway and Art Markham had a go. But without Centineo, they run up against one of the biggest obstacles of all. Who will play He-Man? He's the biggest part of the project outside of Skeletor. It says Skeleton in the article. Does so it's it really? A good thing. I know <laughs> that it's Skeletor, but it does say Skeleton. It's a good thing I didn't run Burgundy. That's what that. editors are for. With, yeah. And some. so this is one of those things. Who do you think? So I guess in our article today, or if you're following along, if you're a Masters of the Universe fan, who do you think should play He-Man? Should it be a no-name should be a familiar face. I mean, He-Man's pretty yoked. He's he's big. I, this Noah guy didn't look all that big to me. So. Yeah. You need somebody with the physique. I mean, anything is a step up from Dolph Lundgren. But, uh, you know, I would I would see like a Chris Hemsworth type, uh, you know, yeah. that sort of physique. Yeah, like his brother Liam or something could do it. Or uh, the, the it, third brother, the one that was in Westworld and uh, who uh, played Thor in the play version in Thor Ragnarok. You remember with yeah. Matt Damon? You know, maybe he could do it. Yeah, because I think if you did Chris Hemsworth, I would be good, but I almost feel like he'd be above that. Uh, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Unless it's a good, unless it's a good script, but uh, nonetheless, uh, their star has left the movie. And I didn't, 
I couldn't even tell you what he was in. So me neither. Just the picture I saw of him, he looked really tiny. Yeah. So it'd be like me playing He Man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this next one is uh, the comic series uh, Sweet Tooth from DC will be getting a uh, show on Netflix, and it's coming June fourth, twenty twenty. 2021. Wow. Years are hard, apparently. <laughs> Sweet Tooth is a story that takes place 10 years after the Great Crumble, an event that wreaked havoc on the world and lead to mysterious emergence of hybrids, babies being born part human and part animal. The teaser trailer broke yesterday, and I'm looking at a picture. It looks interesting. Uh, humanity is unsure if these hybrids are the result of the cause of the widespread, widespread virus, which means many humans either fear or hunt them down. Sweet Tooth follows the tale of a sheltered hybrid deer boy named Gus who befriends wandering loner named Jeopard before going on an extraordinary adventure across what's left in America in search of answers. This will explore Gus's uh, origins and Jeopard's past. The new series stars Christian Con- Convery, Nonzo, and... Oh, my God, names are hard today. <laughs> Nonzo and Zoni, Adil Akiter... Uh, Will Forte is the biggest one. James Brolin's in it. Everybody else is not there. It's produced by Robert Downey Jr. and Susan Downey's production company. So I think when it said Robert Downey Jr., that's why I picked the article. Didn't think it was going to have like 5,000 names I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> right. So we used to call that Filippoing them, but those are just, we spark them up. There you, you go. We, we like to put a little pizzazz on their name. Like their name's one way we could finesse it and just give it that spark it needs to be superstardom that's that's just what it needs so uh moving after that train wreck let's go on to cereal you like cereal right i love cereal not and raisin like bran but you like ghostbusters right? oh yeah so what if you do if you take ghostbusters and cereal does it sound like a winning combo or just a marketing ploy maybe a little bit of both all right. Well, General Mills just released a newly officially. Wow. that They need editors on IGN or Joe Blow because that was just bad. And I totally Ron Burgundy that. But new officially licensed Ghostbusters, what it should say, Afterlife Serial, based on the sci-fi horror comedy sequel, is being described as fruity flavored sweetened corn puffs with ghost and ectoplasm marshmallows. Uh, they're shaped like little state puff marshmallow men as seen in the most recent trailer. Now this wouldn't be the first time food related products have based on the film as there was ecto cooler from high C. Um, this wouldn't even be the first cereal based on the film. Um, they had the original Ghostbusters cereal back in the day. Well, Ghostbusters afterlife will come November 11th, but you can now at some locations, get yourself afterlife cereal. Little Marshmallow Man. Are you a god? Never understood why they did theme cereals. No. Never understood it. They were I still don't get it. Big thing in the 80s. I don't think they play quite as well now. And then, you know, the marshmallow cereals, I'm not a huge fan of. The marshmallows no. uh, have that texture of like packing peanuts. And uh, I don't know, something off-putting about that. Yeah, it's never, it's one of those things like Lucky Charms, right? They have all those little charms, but I always found them to be disgusting. Like they just kind of like, I know they're a staple, they're around, but it's like, eh. Not so much. No, I've I've never been into the the cartoony gimmicky cereals. It just hasn't worked. So, Uh, but that, I guess, wow, as 
it rounds out. We have 30 seconds before the end of the segment. So let's just dance on to the birthdays. That was a fast one. It's my Oh, comedian Lewis Black turned 72 today. Uh, actor Michael Chiklis, uh, he played The Thing in the Fantastic Four movies. 57. Uh, Cameron Diaz, who retired from acting, um, she turns 48 today. Uh, Lisa Ling turns 47 and uh, let's see do, do 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 that's all your big ones i've trying a new website for birthdays it saves me a lot of time but it is kind of jumbled there's no no real rhyme or reason there but those are your big birthdays today so happy birthday kids fair enough well folks that does it for the entertainment news when we come back we've got good news everyone as we like to take people out into the weekend on an up note don't go anywhere we'll be back after these messages after these messages we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81 as well. Well, folks, it is Friday, and as we do on Fridays, you know there is so much bad news, hate, divisiveness, vitriol out there that we're inundated with day in, day out. That we like to turn the tables a little bit with a segment I like to call Good News, Everyone. I'll go ahead and kick things off with this good news. Enya, a social media influencer with Down syndrome, is Glamour's newest cover star, and no, she is not dreamy. In her Instagram stories, the 26-year-old behind the beauty and style account Down Syndrome Queen shared footage of herself seeing the cover for the first time, plus behind-the-scenes shots from the Glamour shoot itself. I had the most amazing day she captured, captioned the pic. I must be dreaming. I cannot describe in words how much this means to me, reads a statement posted by Enya's Instagram account, which is managed by her younger sister, Celine. My first cover, but also the first major cover in the Netherlands with someone with Down syndrome on it. Last year, British model Ellie Goldstein appeared on the brand's UK cover. Enya added, Let this not be a one-off fun thing for other companies, but rather a doorway that leads to many possibilities for other brands and magazines. I hope that we will become standard in the fashion and beauty industries. I see change. We are only at the beginning, but we are heading in the right direction. We all can make that change. We all have to contribute. A representative from Glamour's parent company, Condé Nast, did not immediately reply to Yahoo Life's request for a comment, but the brand said on Instagram that the latest issue is a dose of feel-good. In February, Enya told Elle how she started her Instagram page, now with more than th- <coughs> excuse me, 68,000 followers, 
on the advice of Celine, a big social media fan who could not find influencers with intellectual disabilities. So she encouraged her sister to start her own channel with makeup tutorials and style inspiration. The purpose of the page, Enya once told British Vogue, is breaking stereotypes. I try to make people understand me for who I am and that there is no need to think in boxes, she told the outlet. I want to show them that I have a nice life, that I can do almost everything, and that I have a future with dreams. And uh, it's such a wonderful, inspirational story of, you know, somebody who in the past may not have had a chance to, uh, you know, get a cover shoot, get a, you know, a cover spot for something as big as Glamour. And uh, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, you, you try anything, no matter what your disability is. And uh, if you work hard enough, you can achieve that goal. And with that, that is my good news, everyone. So how many sandwiches does it take to make a pyramid? Well, if it's three, if it's the uh, Philly cheesesteak that we had last time you were here, it only <laughs> takes one to make a somewhat of a pyramid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's ironic enough because the story is about cheesesteaks. Is it really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is. But not about those kind of pyramids. But um, three, how many sandwiches does it take to bring your mom on a trip to see the pyramids? considerably more still that didn't stop one devoted son raising enough bread and cheesesteak to make it happen gloria walker always dreamed of traveling to giza to see the pyramids but more than that she wanted to take her family along sadly walker was diagnosed with terminal cancer last year between the cost of travel an estimated ten thousand dollars and the limitations of her illness the trip of a lifetime didn't appear likely in the 56 year old's future but her son, Dustin Vitell, was determined to turn his mom's dream into reality. He just needed to figure out a way to make it happen. 26-year-old Vitell had three passions, teaching history at First Philadelphia Propriety, Propriety Charter School, his family, and cheesesteak. After all, we're talking Philly, right? Vitell admits to scarfing down the del- the delicacy Philadelphia is so famously known for at least three, two or three times a week. Lucky. So right. what better way than making and selling his favorite sandwich using his mom's recipe, of course, to raise the money. With the sales starting at 4 a.m., the bake homemade rolls, the entire family has been pitching in. Destin and his wife, Haley, share griddle duty. His stepfather is in charge of prep, Dustin's dad, stepmom, sister, and brother, along with some steadfast friends, have all been working to meet the goal. They've been at it since February. Vitel began to chronicle the team efforts on Instagram, soon gathering a growing circle of cheesecake-loving supporters. Um, if you're, oh, okay. That I almost read his Instagram. You don't want that. I was going to say, if you want to follow me, um, after that demand exploded without commercial kitchen, however, Vitel was hard pressed to keep it up with it. That's when a local food truck owner stepped in with an offer to let the cheesesteak fundraisers work out his mobile work out of his mobile uh, cooking facility. Of course, the six weeks, the group raised $18,000, enough for Vitel to take the family to Egypt with money to spare. They're set to go to Giza, gazing later this year. While the winning grilling gig turned out to be a game changer for his mom, Vitel has no plans to switch professional hats as a result. So many people say, are you going to jump into this and open up a shop? Vitel told the Inquirer, I could never. I love doing this on the side. My heart bashes is." My heart and passion is teaching and for the students. 
And since the passion is intrinsic for Vital's character as cheesesteak is to Philly. That's why the devoted son whose mom means the world to him, there's nothing on this earth or beyond he wouldn't do to see her happy. If she would have asked to go to the moon, he told CBS News, I would have made that happen as well. Somehow, we believe it. And that is my good news, good everyone. News of the week. And now I really want a cheesesteak. Uh, right? Oh, sounds so good. And not not the one we had last time. I want to like no, a, a Philly's best. One, yeah, the one we had in Reno was awful. It was not awful, good. awful, awful. <laughs> but the story that was uh, inspiring and it sort of goes back to my story as well. You know, if you want something bad enough, work for it. Do what you have yeah. to to make it happen. And this guy just proves that that can happen. Yeah, and if you guys do want to follow it or see his cheesesteak, um, he is just on Instagram at dvitel23, D-V-I-T-A-L-E-23, and he's got a lot of pictures of these delicious cheesesteaks. Man, they look awesome. Dick Vital? And, yeah. It's a <laughs> cheesesteak, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dustin Vitale. Yeah, so if you're in the Philly area, it doesn't look like he's still doing it, but uh, but because he raised his amount. But man, the cheesesteaks, they look killer, though. Holy oh, cow. Sounds so good. And, uh, you know, we had a couple shorter stories, so I'm going to go ahead and round out with one more good news, everyone. Uh, that's also on the short side, but uh, it certainly is good news. Banksy, the artist, to have, thrown his, <laughs> to have thrown his support behind a campaign to turn a former prison in the English town of Reading into an arts venue, a town spokesman said on Thursday after the street artist confirmed that artwork that appeared on a red brick wall of the prison was of his making. The elusive artist confirmed the picture was his when he posted a video of him creating it on his Instagram account. The monochrome picture shows a man escaping using a rope made of paper from a typewriter. It appeared Monday outside Reading Prison, famous as the location where writer Oscar Wilde served two years for gross indecency in the 1890s. The prison closed in 2013, and campaigners want it turned into an arts venue. Britain's Ministry of Justice, which owns the building, is due to decide mid-March on its future. Obviously, it's April now, so they probably already decided on that. In his Instagram video, Banksy is shown stealthily stenciling and spray painting uh, to create the artwork titled Create Escape. The footage is juxtaposed with an episode of a traditional art instruction video called The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. The campaign to turn the former prison into an arts venue has won the backing of actors including Judy Dench, Stephen Fry, and Kenneth Branagh. A spokesman for Reading Borough Council said it was thrilled that Banksy appears to have thrown his support behind the council's desire to transform the vacant Reading gowl into a beacon of arts, heritage, and culture with this piece of artwork he has aptly called Create Escape. The council is pushing the Ministry of Justice, who own the site, to make suitable arrangements to protect the image, the authority said. So uh, if you're an art lover, if, uh, you know, if you're visiting the reading area of uh, London, well, you may be able to soon see that Banksy uh, uh, painting along with many others. Hopefully they uh, voted in the right direction to make that an arts venue. And that is my second good news, everyone. That is just the damnedest thing. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for good news, everyone. When we come back, we've got a segment called This is 40. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We made it to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But do not fret. There is still plenty ahead with the G-Man joining us talking NFL draft. First round was yesterday. I think round uh, two and three is today. And so we'll have a little fun with that as well. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this next segment, I uh, wanted to talk about this because uh, Tony's birthday is on Monday. Unfortunately, he will be out of town. Well, fortunately for him, unfortunately for us. Yeah. Uh, that uh, we won't be able to celebrate with him, but we wanted to go ahead and celebrate now uh, the fact that it will be your 40th birthday. It's my birthday! It's my birthday! Yay! Now, I think we officially decided that 2020 didn't count, so we'll count this as your 39. But in the meantime, yeah. let's go ahead like and <laughs> <laughs> run down the uh, welcome to your 40s in the fact that, uh, well, this is 40. Oh, yeah! Uh, some things to look forward to, Tone. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what's going on, Mr. Colonoscopy. I'm looking at you. Pokey, pokey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jam it up your butthole. <laughs> All right. This first one from This Is 40 from uh, Twitter user Jamie Primax says, Welcome to your 40s. When you don't want to get up and pee because you're comfy, but you can't sleep because you got to pee. Oh, yeah. I feel like that kind of happens now, like you, you wake up. But I drink a lot of water, so I don't know if that's something that quite affects me or, or I'm just used to already. Well, I don't know about you, but we're getting to that time of the year where we're starting to open up the windows at night. So it gets nice and cool in there. And you don't want to get out of bed when it's cold in the morning. Yeah, you definitely don't. <laughs> well, let's move on with our next one in This is 40. It says, welcome to your 40s. If you do not already have a mysterious ailment. One will be assigned to you shortly. Oh, yeah! Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I, I know as we get older, things start to fall apart. I get it. Yep. Yeah. It's, Any uh, mysterious ailments uh, currently uh, affecting you or when you wake up Monday, that's when it's going to happen. Yeah, I hope not. I hope nothing on this trip. I mean, I do have my shot, uh, which was supposed to be before the show, but <laughs> it'll be at 1.30 today. So if that second shot might... Uh, might cause some weird stuff <laughs> well luckily you'll have it while you're still 39 so maybe it won't so right all right let's keep moving on with this is 40 this one from twitter user henpecked house says welcome to your 40s sleeping hurts yeah you read that right sleeping hurts oh yeah ah i fell asleep on the couch last night my neck was stiff but that's about it. Yeah. I think it's more about your bed. You know, you have to get more of the specialized bed, you know, when you get a little bit older because you can't sleep oh. on anything anymore. Really? I don't know. I, I still feel pretty good about sleeping on anything. I was, I've, I've, I've hung my hat on that uh, skill trade. Well, we know you can <laughs> sleep just about anywhere, Tone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's keep moving on, talking This is 40. This is from Twitter user Greenlamp. It says, welcome to your 40s, where you pull a muscle in your back, just cutting your toenails. Oh, yeah! Hasn't happened yet, but I'm not looking forward to that. Oh. I've seen it happen to um, two, uh, two of my friends, and oof, not a good thing. Well, I've mentioned in the past, I've thrown out my back just sneezing. So uh, I'm, I'm not quite to 40 <laughs> yet, but uh, I feel it. <laughs> oh, dreading it. Not looking forward to it. Let's move on with This is 40. Another one from Twitter user Hal. This is one that uh, I already experienced. Henpecked! <laughs> says welcome to your 40s the walk of shame is now being the last house to roll your trash cans back in from the curb oh yeah luckily i have i live in a townhome complex so there's dumpsters i don't have that oh i'm envy uh, of that we've got a pretty strict hoa around here if you don't bring your trash cans in the same day as trash day they'll leave you a, a strongly worded letter Oh, I remember those strongly worded lenders. We used to get those in uh, Thornton. Even if the dandelions popped up, like right when spring hit, if your yard had too many dandelions that came up, oh, dude. It's like, yeah, give me till Friday to pull the damn thing. Like, I need my day off and I'll do it. Chill with the effing dandelions. I foresee a uh, future segment, uh, HOA Horror Stories. Yes. Oh, they're, oh. So I many. have many, many. I have very many from my time with the HOA. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Let's keep rolling on talking. This is 40. Again, another one from Twitter user Hal says, welcome to your 40s. You'll be, work- You'll be working for 25 more years. Your joints, not so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that is crazy to think about. 25 more years till actual retirement. It's also weird to think it's been... You know, like half my life, I've worked for one company yep. for 20 years, or we've been out of high school for half our lives now. Yay! Well, and that's the thing, you know, we're we're halfway through our working lives at this point, and so... What uh, am I doing life wrong? Now I have to, I've got to do the dating sites and stuff. Yikes. <laughs> 40. Woo-hoo. Ooh, I don't envy you there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep rolling. I'm talking. This is 40. This from Twitter user Wine Mummy says, Welcome to your Wine fo- Mummy. <laughs> Welcome to your 40s. Clean sheets excite you more than sex. Oh, yeah. Somehow I strongly doubt that. Nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'd rather make the dirty sheets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't see that getting old ever. Nope. Uh, another one from Twitter user Wine Mummy says, Welcome to your 40s. Hangovers will kill you now. Oh, yeah! I, I, I've already seen that. I uh, love margaritas, and I'm not going to stop drinking margaritas. I just know now you're going to pay a price. I get headaches really early from them now. Yeah. So it's. I, I start to feel like dog. Well, I'm going to say, I feel, I feel like dog shit not too long after having a few. So. Yeah, it's not fun. You know, now if I drink alcohol, it's because it's a compliment to a meal. I don't drink it for the sake of uh, feeling good, getting buzzed, anything along those lines. One, because the German blood in me just makes it so hard for that to happen. And two, I don't want to deal with the hangover. I don't like them. No, the hangovers suck, man. <laughs> the worst the worst part of drinking. Well, let's keep rolling on talking. This is 40. This one from Twitter user Kev Tygon says, welcome to your 40s. You're the old guy at work now, Tone. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've been the old guy for a very long time at work. 
Yeah, you know, you don't feel that way internally. You still think you're the young buck, but uh, when you know the kids at work start talking about uh, YouTubers and and things, you know, being on fleek and yeah. things you don't yeah. understand. It's when 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 your coworkers were born in the year two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you're the old guy. That'll make you feel old. Yep. Moving on. Talking this is 40. It says, welcome to your 40s. Diet and exercise for two weeks. Lose a half a pound. Eat one strand of spaghetti. Gain three pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, I think that's just as we get older in general. So, yeah. Just got to take care of yourself. That's all yeah, there is that's, to it. That's why I go and work out as often as I can so I can eat some bad stuff every once in a while. Like a Philly cheesesteak. God, that still sounds mm, good. All right. It does sound good. Let's keep rolling on. Uh, this is 40. This from Twitter user DadActor15 says, I was always curious, what was the age people became less idealistic and way more into news and weather? It's 43. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God that still seems far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still have a few years before you get there, but uh, I don't know about you. I'm already starting to get to that get off my lawn type uh, stage. <laughs> I am with some things. Yeah, <laughs> I have that with work ethics. Like, yes. I'm like, yeah, like I'm very strong in that area. Yep. Uh, let's keep moving on. Talking. This is forty. Oh yeah. Don't know why I played it before the uh, <laughs> the bit. Must be confused. It's the senality uh, kicking in with this old age. But uh, Twitter user Danica Reeves says, welcome to your 40s. Did you just pee? Congratulations. You have to pee again. Oh, yeah. Not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, luckily, the uh, the old bladder still uh, stores quite a bit of uh, liquids. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Let's keep uh, moving on. We got about two minutes left in the segment. Uh, Twitter user Hello Sailor. This one, oh, I feel this one already. Hello, Welcome. Sailor. Welcome to your forties. Here's your complimentary pair of tweezers. You're gonna need them. Oh yeah. Except I, for your nose hairs, your eyebrows. Oh God, your nose hairs, your ear hairs. Your, I mean, it's growing everywhere except for. Right about that. Well, you don't have that problem tone, but uh, no, yeah. no, no. I was going to say, I don't know if I'll have, uh, I, you know, my grandpa just got into his eighties <clears throat> and he's still got a lot of hair. So I think I'm okay, but yeah, I guess you never know, but <laughs> I don't think the balding thing runs, but the hair growing out the nose and the ears and stuff. Yeah. That, that happens. I got a little nice little, you know, attachment on your electric razor to just mm-hmm. oh, makes life so much easier, but uh, keeps keeps it clean. Yeah. You know, I, I think it was last Thursday I'd cleaned everything up, you know, for my trip out of town. And then by Saturday, I already had one of those guys that was tickling and causing havoc. And it's like, where did you come from? I just cleaned yeah. everything up. Yeah. It's crazy. The hair, man. Gross. <laughs> Gross. And then finally, here in This is 40, another one. Twitter user Wine Mummy says, Welcome to your 40s. You now sweat while sleeping naked. Oh, yeah! Sadly, it's true. 
I was going to say, don't you sweat doing that anyways? Turn on the AC then. <laughs> yeah, I like it cooler. Unfortunately, Jesse likes it uh, about as blazing hot as the sun, and it's hard to find that happy medium. That's the way it goes. Well, folks, that does it for, for our first hour. We're headed into the long break. When we come back, we're going to talk viral videos, and then the G-Man will be joining us talking NFL draft picks. Enjoy the news. Take a potty break. Grab yourself some tea and join us back here in seven minutes. Yay, seven. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. You can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, April 30th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, the savage one, Tony Spark. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day before you uh, head out to uh, Florida? I am very excited, uh, and yes, I am. That first hour went by really quick, though, too. It really did, yeah. Yeah, it flew. This week flew by, even though we only did two episodes uh, of new content. But uh, it, it, this whole week has gone by really fast. Yeah, we uh, we giveth and we taketh away. So, uh, you know, we were gone for a full week due to I was traveling a little bit, then had a uh, water main break under my house, had some issues, came back Oof. with a brand new show yesterday, doing today's show, and then... We're taking another break next week while Tony visits Florida. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you guys don't get no new content next week unless you just want Christian to talk the whole time and there's a stand and see this is where it's a good segue. If you if if you have anyone that knows radio that wants to be on the radio, um, is funny, likes what we talk about, this is where a third host would be awesome because then the show goes on yep. without one of us. Available because, from well, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It, it doesn't time. go on without you. You're the quarterback. It doesn't roll. But if myself, if I have to step out, then that's good. So Yeah, and it's a lot easier with another person. You know, me monologuing for two hours, eh, that gets a little tough. So <laughs> Yeah, and you're talking to you like, right that. audience, right? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Waiting for the feedback or the impression or the uh, sound drop. None of no, that. then you would just have to pretend like you just clip uh, Tony the times where I've I've been like replying to something on my phone or trying to find a sound bite and I'm just <laughs> mentally not there. You're like, yeah, okay. You muted Tony. That, 
That yeah, exactly. Oh, and Tony's still muted. And <laughs> moving on in entertainment news. Yeah. <laughs> well, while this is normally the interactive portion of the show where we talk about the call-in topic, uh, we aren't doing that today because we've got two segments up next with the G-Man. So I wanted to take this time with the few minutes that we do have, talk about a couple classic viral videos from YouTube. Uh, what got me thinking about this was uh, late last week was Earth Day, and uh, you know we didn't do much to celebrate Earth Day, but it made me think back to the classic Don Cheadle "Funny or Die" Captain Planet skit. And uh, if you've never seen it, it is hilarious. Uh, I'm going to play just the very end. You know, in Captain Planet, they always played those PSAs at the end uh, where they talked about saving the planet. Well. This is Funnier Die's version of that same one. So let's go ahead and uh, pull that on up, and uh, you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about here. Hey, all you planeteers at home. Remember, turn off the faucet between usages and recycle those plastics, or else I'll turn you into a fucking tree. Captain Planet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so classic. Oh, Rody. Jeff the F bombs on today's show. <laughs> he did. But uh, there was a whole series of them, um, uh, three that I remember specifically. But uh, yeah, turning everybody into trees and uh, so hilarious. So, mm. so much fun. No, so funny or die. Yep. Frankenstein, what's gotten into you? <laughs> So maybe yeah, think, do that one. think of a couple <laughs> other ones. Uh, now, Tony, are you familiar with uh, the John C. Riley series of videos, Doctor to Doctor, where he was uh, Dr. Brule, and it was like on a public access station? Is that, oh, no, the Doctor skit, that's from Fletch, the one that you played Doctor? No, no. Yeah, no, not familiar with these. Well, again, these are a whole series, run about two minutes long total. Frankenstein! Uh, but so funny, especially if you love John C. Riley. I'm going to play a clip of one uh, where he's interviewing a ghost hunter, and uh, you'll see exactly what I mean. Ghosts are just make-believe. It's something that your mommy tells you to keep you scared and to stay in your bed. Actually, we are pioneering new ways of technology. We produce a device that actually can detect the presence of a ghost. I know. More importantly... A soul or spirit that rises from the body when the body dies. You mean like a soul like on my shoe? No. Soul as in spirit, as in ghost. Is it true that ghosts are just your neighbors dressed up in white sheets? <laughs> Another classic one. Again, yeah. it's that's the I'll humor. I have to watch you, some of those. That, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that you expect all the way throughout. So funny. So much. I've fun. seen the memes with that with John C. Riley like that. So that makes sense where that comes from. That's exactly where that comes from. Uh, another one that uh, was a classic, and you know, Tony and I both uh, fans of hard rock, heavy metal. Um, also, one of my favorite Sesame Street characters. Uh, always had fun anytime this one came up. Cookie Monster saying, no. I've never, I've never seen that You've one. You've never seen great. that one before. Never. Oh. never. 
Oh, so funny. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, freaking Sweetums to pop up. <laughs> and I don't like Sweetums. Give you nightmares, Tone. I hate Sweetums. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> oh, and then finally here in viral videos, we're going to go to one of the all-time classics. You got the zombie kid and his love for a specific amphibian. You can't go wrong with it. Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell me you've seen that one, Joe. Never. Seriously. Never one. <laughs> no. Oh. I told you, I'm not very, I don't have a favorite. Like when you messaged me, I kind of was like, yeah, I'll think about it. And the only video that came to mind was the Saturday Night Live skit where Peyton Manning's throwing the ball to the kids and hitting them. <laughs> That's the only one that came to mind. But I'm like, it's not really a viral video because that was a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, but no, I've never seen that. Oh, well worth checking out. Uh, I'll post them on our Facebook page <laughs> so you guys can see the whole video. <laughs> How you feeling? I like turtles. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, G-Man's going to be joining us. We're talking NFL draft. We're having a good time here on this Friday. I like turtles. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, on surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and normally this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers. But it's a little bit different today because yesterday was the first round of the NFL Draft, and I've got one question for y'all. Are you ready Oh, yeah, we're bringing in, oh, the G-Man. The G-Man! Oh, uh, G-Man, how you doing today? What's going on, you guys? It was... What is up, dude? Man, we are uh, busy. Uh, you know, summer is uh, kicking in, and I've been uh, doing a lot of stuff around midtime, uh, Midtown, just trying to, you know, get the schedule set and, you know, helping people and uh, stuff like that, and so it's a... Uh, it's an exciting, busy time of the year, especially after we all experienced 2020. So I'm uh, thankful, uh, you know, for that. 
yeah, the world's going back to normal a little bit, even to the point where, uh, you know, they had a live draft where they were actually interviewing people. It wasn't all done via Zoom, uh, which was awesome to see. And uh, yesterday kicked off the very first round of the NFL draft where we got our number one overall pick. And uh, G-Man, I know you're excited for football. It feels like it's been a full year since we wrapped up the Super Bowl. Wanted to ask you, what do you think were the top three takeaways, the top three picks, the top three teams that made the best decision going into the first round of the draft? Well, you know, I, get, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, um, you know, the first two, the, the Jags and um, the Jets. They didn't screw it up. For you know, once. They, uh, they took the no-brainer picks, which is actually still a win for them. You know, the top two, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, you know, from BYU. Um, and then, um, you know, the Jags followed it up with a solid selection at number 14. They traded up. You know, grabbed uh, the, you know, outstanding tackle. I have a note here, Elijah, you know, Vera Tucker from USC, you know, to protect uh, their new quarterback, you know. So those two guys uh, notwithstanding, um, again, I always, before mentioning it, you know, like this is this is legitimate, you know, uh, Niners had the third pick. And, of course, everyone knows I'm a Bay Area supporter. So I was really nervous. I was almost, uh, it was almost like the, not quite like Aaron Rodgers, you know, when they picked Alex Smith, you know, which I, I was super, of course, disappointed. Not that Alex Smith hasn't turned out to be, you know, a solid pick. Um, took the Niners to an NFC Championship game, you know, back in the day. Um, but, uh, man, I tell you, Trey Lance was the one, you know, that, um, that I was wanting them to pick, and ultimately they did. And nothing to knock Mac Jones, who the Patriots picked at number 15, you know, and good for them. You know, they didn't have to trade up. There was a lot of speculation they would trade up, you know, for Justin Fields and, uh, you know, um, anybody that may have been left over, you know, from, from for example, Mac Jones. But uh, watching him, I think that uh, my evaluation was, um, you know, I think that as a quarterback of Alabama, of course, the consensus was is that he can read defenses like, like nobody else. Uh, he's in the SSC. Everybody knows that's one of the best, you know, uh, talent pools in the country, even though, you know, again, I think there's, you know, like only a couple, two or three teams, uh, four teams, you know what I mean, that really compete. Everybody else is kind of like everybody else. So they get a little bias there, but that's another subject for a different day. Um, but Mac Jones, you know, I think that because of his lack of mobility, um, and those are the things that concern me and the fact that Alabama is so stacked in talent. Okay, they had a, a, a record tying six players picked in the first round, you know, yesterday. Uh, so that's literally like once every, one every four, you know, I mean, has NFL talent on that field. So I think, uh, you know, that being, you know, said, you know, I was really happy that the 49ers picked uh, you know, Trey Lance, you know, I think that with him under Jimmy Garoppolo's wings, you know, hopefully Jimmy doesn't get hurt too early, you know, type of thing, um, you know, that he'll hopefully be groomed into a fantastic, you know, QB. Yeah, I was. Um, so that's like, that's the first one that I can mention. I was even going to ask, do you think they're going to put Trey Lance out there right away or have him sit behind Jimmy G for a while, or at least until he gets hurt within the first three games or so? Yeah, I think your last two points, you know, I think it would be, um, just not smart, you know what I mean? Because Jimmy took him to a Super Bowl, man. He was mm -hmm. one toss away on that third or that third down play, I think it was. 
you know, and Emmanuel Sanders, you know, from the Broncos uh, trade, um, you know, they, they could have won the Super Bowl on that one play, you know. And so I think Kyle Shanahan is a little bit, you know, um, you know, just like, God, maybe this isn't our guy, mm-hmm. you know, and here we are. Um, but I think to your to your question, they should they should just let Jimmy start the season. I mean, he should come in as the number one um, and then uh, let's develop this kid. Absolutely agree. Any more standouts for you? Maybe on the bottom end of the first round. Yep. Um, actually, middle and the bottom. Um, I was uh, pleased for the Bears uh, as they moved up from the 20th spot to the 10th spot and grabbed Justin Fields. I think it's a perfect uh, you know, uh, fit for him. You can still, of course, you can have competition in training camp, certainly with Trubisky. Uh, you know, and his, you know, lack of uh, reaching the potential that that uh, they foresaw with him being the number one pick a few years ago. And then, um, you know, with Justin Fields in there, certainly Ohio State kid, you know, pretty close neighboring state. Um, he's definitely uh, used to playing in the cold and he has all the intangibles also that the NFL seems to be, you know, going to where you have to have a mobile quarterback that can do it all. And, uh, you know, because then the defense is, uh, you know, playing 11 on 11 instead of 10 against 11, you know, like they do when they play, you know, Brady and stuff like that, you know, people that just stay there. Exactly. Um, And so I would I would give the Bears a nod. And then on the end, the end of it, um, you know, I got to I think the Steelers, you know, the Steelers needed a running back. Uh, They got the first, you know, one picked and he's like. You know, he's a stud. Yeah, he is. Um, I think, I think yeah. the comparisons, I think somebody, I can't remember who said it, but they they hit the nail on the head uh, comparing him to Alvin Kamara, but bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, I think the Steelers knocked it out of the park on that one, but we'll see. Um, overall, I think I think that the, the first round um, was pretty solid, you know, with everybody. Yeah. I think everybody got the players that they wanted. And of course, we're going to talk about some reaches, you know, coming up, you know, with some of the losers that I certainly have a few of those out of 32 picks. There's going to be a few yeah. knucklehead moves or like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. And so what surprised me about round one is, you know, typically in round one, you see a lot of uh, offensive linemen go and a lot of running backs go. This was very quarterback heavy. And obviously, you know, there's sort of a lack of quality quarterbacks in the NFL right now, which makes a lot of sense. But uh, you had mentioned, you know, some of the losers of round one. Who do you think really sort of stretched and reached to uh, make something happen in round one or just had a, a questionable pick overall? Yeah, again, I got I got three of those. And the first one came after the uh, Niners uh, rattled the cage and just like because the consensus was Mac Jones was going to go number three. And uh, Niners looked like they they went ahead and went through the process and did their homework. And of course, are sold on on this kid, and and like I said, that's who I was rooting for. But I think number four, the Atlanta Falcons uh, picking the the uh, the tight end from Florida, um, Kyle Pitts. Um, uh, I think it was it was uh, summarized with the statement again on ESPN's a lot of the post draft analysis is just like so. What you're telling me is that we're a tight end away from uh, winning the Super Bowl, right? Like the number four pick. You know, Matt Ryan's getting old. Julio Jones is getting old. You know, the Falcons defense isn't, you know, a top 10 defense by any stretch of the imagination. So you're telling me that we're a tight end away from getting to the Super Bowl, you know, and isn't that every team's objective every year to win the Super Bowl? So what's up with that, you guys? Yep. You know, so that's my first glaring mistake. Um, Second one, not far behind, I think, again, it was like the following pick. 
Um, the Bengals picked Jamar Chase from LSU, which is Joe Burrow's, uh, you know, uh, you know, teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he said, you know, some like a lot, the records won the national championship and stuff like that. But I think again, the Bengals, uh, you know, could have been served uh, in this case. For example, who is the best? <clears throat> excuse me, who is the best lineman? You know what I mean? You do need to develop that running game and make sure that he's protected. Um, you know, that's again, I'm not sitting on their team, but you know, I mean, just as a, as a fan and a follower of the game, I think that that was just, they could have got him or a a likewise capable receiver later on. So for the number five pick, I give, I give them like a D at best, uh, (laughs) but we'll see, you know, he may turn into something. And then of course the last one, the third one I had is my, you know, Raiders, you know, same type of thing, you know, all, all things, you know, the kid from Alabama, again, great stock, you know, but this lineman is, is he's not, um, he's not a number one pick, you know, he could have, they probably could have gotten him in the second or third round, you know, something like that. And who doesn't know that the Raiders need to address the defense. Right. You know what I mean? And so, um, so anyway, that's what, those are the three that I think, uh, you know, and there's certainly probably arguably some more, um, but I think again, overall, I think everybody did a good job in the first round. They fit their needs um, there weren't too many reaches, you know, outside of maybe the ones that I mentioned, uh, not too many more. And so uh, we'll, we're looking forward to two and three now today. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, hey, a, that's very fun. Perfect place to uh, push that pause button. When we come back, we are going to be looking forward to rounds two and three uh, going on this afternoon and uh, make a few uh, picks of our own from there. So uh, go ahead and uh, enjoy the commercial break. We'll be back in just a few and the G man will be joining us as well. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle, not of the interactive portion of the show, but talking NFL draft with the G-Man who's joining us. Now, before we get into talking about rounds two and three uh, later on this evening, basically the best of the rest, Tony uh, brought to my attention quite a big trade rumor. Uh, Tony, do you want to give us a brief rundown of what that trade rumor is and what that could mean? Yeah, yesterday's uh, weird rumor that kind of came out like right before the draft kicked off was that uh, Aaron Rodgers is frustrated and done with the Packers and looking to go either. And this was before the draft yesterday was looking to either go to the 49ers, the Raiders or the Broncos. And that was uh, the big talk right before the draft. And then, of course, the Niners went and got Trey Lance. So. It seems like they're out of the running. And I know Green Bay is standing steadfast saying, yeah, we are not getting rid of them. But uh, Rogers says that he's not playing another down in Green Bay. So uh, not sure how that's going to all play out. But it it involves uh, G-Man's Raiders and our Broncos. And uh, we didn't take We didn't take a quarterback. We could have took Justin Fields yesterday. And I can tell you, the city of Denver – the Mile High City is 50-50. Our pick was a solid pick. It, we don't really need more cornerbacks. There's 
speculation. We drafted him to trade for Rodgers. I I have no idea what's going to happen with it all. Would I be happy to have Aaron Rodgers? Oh, hell yeah. Most definitely. I'll take it. I, I'd take it. Yeah. And- but uh, time, time will tell. Uh, it's, it's one of those my buddy, he posted on his uh, Facebook page. He said, I get it. We could have drafted Justin Fields, but if you do that, then you give Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. So you let the Broncos decide to stand and wait it out and possibly get him or even Deshaun Watson if the legal stuff gets straightened out. So as Aaron Rodgers says, just relax. Well, and it was reported by Mark Schlereth, who is a reliable source, that it is close to being a done deal with the Broncos, which I'm certainly hopeful for. Uh, what are your thoughts, G-Man? Uh, any, uh, any gumption behind that rumor? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, as a football fan, you know, I would be happy for Tony that Tony's happy, you know, but as a Raiders fan, um, I wouldn't no. like to see that no, you know, no. at all. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, on the flip side, too, you know, if he came to the Niners and we, they got Jimmy, go, Jimmy, go, Jimmy. And you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, of course, um, yeah, you know, I tell you what, uh, Tony, I did not know that I did not know that Rogers said that he is not going to play another down for the for the Packers. Yeah, I did not know that. I knew that there was speculation and it was running rampant and stuff like that. So it certainly had credibility. It certainly had legs. But, uh, you know, um, hey, I tell you what, no matter where, yeah, no matter where he ends up, um, that team is right there all, all, all of a sudden. Yep. You know, they're they're right there. You know, you'd think that he's certainly a top four, uh, you know, to make it to a championship game, um, assuming that, you know, that they have a, a line to protect them and stuff like that. And uh, I actually have the Broncos uh, here uh, today, um, you know, uh, focusing on uh, potentially Ma- Michael Carter. That was one of the things that I agreed with is that, you know, you guys do need a little upgrade you know, and running back, not to take away from the accomplishments, you know, of, uh, you know, the kid that's back there. I can't remember what's his name. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. yeah, we don't have him anymore. He bailed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because we had Melvin Gordon we got from in free agency last year. Right. And then uh, we didn't pick up. Uh, we offered a low contract to Lindsay, and he ended up going to the Texans, which I feel really bad yeah. that he ended up there. I kind of felt like maybe he'd be better going to like Pittsburgh who needed one. But Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Pittsburgh hit it out of the park yesterday with theirs. I mean, so I I would like to have a, a fresh young running back behind there. Um, I know like the city of Denver, though, very pissed off. We didn't take Justin Fields, though. Very, <laughs> yeah. very pissed yesterday. Well, yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head tone that uh, the cornerback pickup may just be trade bait for uh, Aaron Rodgers, which would be awesome to see. And then G-Men, as you mentioned, which is a perfect segue into looking at rounds two and three. Michael Carter from North Carolina, uh, star running back there. Um, if the Falcons don't pick him up first, I would love to see him in Denver. Yep. That would be a good one. Um, some other things to watch out for. Um, you know, it's hard to get excited about, to me personally, the NFC East, you know, but of course everybody knows Ryan Fitzpatrick, career journeyman, uh, you know, is on the Washington Redskins. So the quarterback. The Washington who? Washington. <laughs> well, I wish they would just Washington. get a real, like, get a new name, man. This Washington football team <laughs> yeah, is stupid. Was- 
Give me something. something. I think I've got the L.A. Chargers down by now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So just that took give a me while. Something. Yeah. I, yeah. What, what's, it's it is it's an admitted challenge. You know what I mean? Football yeah. team, Washington football team. It's just. It's just I don't know, you know, I'm programmed with name. mascots, so we'll just yeah. call so them. Apologize. We'll just call them the you WTF. Know? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just it is it is it is subconsciously in you know, especially old people yeah. like me. It's just subconsciously in there, so I certainly don't you know mean to be insensitive at all. But uh, no, but that was Fitz, their name. Fitz, yeah, Fitzpatrick. Uh, look for David Mills. A quarterback for Stanford, he has a little bit of work, you know, that he still needs to accomplish. That's why he hasn't been picked yet. Um, but, uh, but you know, he's pretty solid, you know, watching him play uh, in college. Um, he just needs a little bit of help. And what a, what, what better uh, person to learn under, you know, than the ever enjoyable Ryan Fitzpatrick. That guy is a crack up, you know. Um, the Colts, uh, Carson Wentz uh, is there and they're, they got a solid pick in, uh, you know, Quiddy Pay, and uh, you know, but I think that they need a receiver uh, to to help, uh, you know, with Hilton. Absolutely. You know, and so look for them to, uh, you know, basically go offense. I would think the Colts are going to start going offense in rounds two and three because their defense is solid. Yep. You know, there's not any uh, really glaring holes, and they, anything that they need, I think they can pick up, you know, from the fourth rounds on or through, through free agency. Um, I mentioned the Broncos already. And then to finish up, um, you know, the Browns, you know, which this thing is in Cleveland. Right. And so you got all the dog pound there. And so, of course, I think uh, they're going to focus on defense. You know what I mean? They had a pretty successful year, you know, moving the ball uh, last year. They had some hiccups, you know, but they're very explosive. You know, they're so solid oh. on offense. They're going to I think they're going to set the groundwork for maybe some uh, people leaving you know, on the defense, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, you know, possibly, you know, Miles Garrett. So look for the Broncos to shore up on defense, specifically uh, the, this ignimic, uh, you know, linebacker from um, uh, Alabama, uh, Dylan Moses. Uh, this guy, man, if he, I tell you what, if he gets his stuff together, man, he, he, is, he is a beast. And so he could be, you know, one of those steals, you know, in the second round. And also def- the defensive tackle, Lee And I put this on here purposefully to try to practice his name. Anwu Zarike, Levi on An- Anwu Zarike, I think. No, you, know, you from did Washington. good. There's a lot of – I have a list for uh, round two steals, and uh, I see his name on there, and I'm like, oof, I, I'd butcher most of these guys' names. <laughs> Could it be worse yeah, so than – That's, uh, that's going to be some of the things that kind of set it up. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, – there's a lot of needs that uh, are going to be coming, especially for um, Jacksonville. You know, they're trying to bolster their offense right now. So uh, expect to see uh, more offensive linemen that they bring up to uh, protect their brand new quarterback. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, is it going to be defense heavy in the second and third rounds or is it going to be offense heavy? Um, who's to say? Tone, uh, any uh, standouts for you as far as the best of the rest? Uh, no, you know. Just watching kind of Denver's, you know, needs here and there. They they need to get a couple of uh, O-line, you know, little pieces here and there. Cornerback is definitely not something we needed yesterday, although I do like the pick. I mean, he's the best uh, defensive player, and he was the first one they took off the board yesterday. Um, it's um, 
it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And then uh, finally, before we close things out, you know, the last pick of the draft is always known as uh, Mr. Irrelevant. And, uh, you know, G-Man, typically when we have you on, we're talking about odds and, and, uh, you know, uh, betting. Are there any odds or bets out right now for who's going to be that Mr. Irrelevant? You know, I'm sure there are, and I wish you would have, uh, you know, put that on my plate uh, so I could research that. But I have, I have absolutely no idea as I sit here right now. It just um, came to me, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tom Brady Mr. Rel- irrelevant of his uh, draft class? No, he no, was uh, no, selected in the right. sixth round, uh, right. number I think the 199th pick. Um, if I, if, if memory serves me correctly. So he was pretty close um, so to the yeah, bottom he, though. He was not. <laughs> I yeah, think Drew, Bled, Drew Bledsoe considered him Mr. Irrelevant until a certain period of time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, I don't have to worry about this guy. It's cool. He'll never take my job. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, he performed well. Okay. He just became the best ever. <laughs> well, G man, as always, we want to thank you for coming on. Of course, when we get back into the NFL season, we'll have you weekend week out to uh, talk about, uh, you know, the, the top bets of each week. And as always folks, uh, check out the G man on Facebook at Facebook dot com forward slash the g dash man and uh you know seedless tendency uh i have a feeling you guys are coming back in a big way am i uh mistaken uh, i don't think so man we uh oh, i wish i had one handy we just have uh they have uh article in us on rock on magazine um it's a print uh you know that kind of came on the heels of you know, our, our Oliver X and uh, he uh, shut down his magazine after a 10 year run. So there's a little void there for some print magazines. Beautiful. Uh, we're doing some things, uh, you know, around the area with restaurants, food reviews and stuff like that. We're trying to set up, but that happened. Uh, we just started the production of rain. Uh, we're forming the, uh, you know, the team getting things going. We just secured a legitimate director uh, from LA, you know, for this project. We're tied into the solace tree it has to do with suicide prevention. We're working with Innovations High School. You know, so, uh, much of the production will be done at that high school and the students will be involved. So that's a fantastic uh, project we're working on that, uh, you know, and I'm going to talk to you about it because uh, we need a, a little voice uh, on the radio in one of the scenes. Tony, you never know. You know, you may be called into action for some acting, you know. Um, yeah. So. That's happening. And then, of course, our band is in, in the, uh, the on the side in the shadows um, every week, just rehearsing, probably preparing for shows, uh, you know, uh, hitting back, you know, probably sometime between July and October. I think a couple of different Reno shows and we'll pull some bands in from Tahoe and, uh, you know, from Santa Cruz and stuff like that and have a really good time. Very it's going to cool. be awesome, man. Yeah. Hopefully uh, get you out there soon. Yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Looking forward to it, G-Man, as always. Thank you. Well, this does it for the end of this segment. When we come back, we've got This Day in History to take us into the weekend. Everybody, uh, join us after the break. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. Well, we did it, folks. We made it to not only the final segment of the show, but also the final segment of the week. 
And if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I like turtles. <laughs> so glad you found that one. <laughs> yeah. I like turtles. <laughs> While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day. Drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right. Thanks, Siri. Kicking things off on This Day in History, this day in 1492. That year sounds familiar. It's because Christopher Columbus is given the royal commission by Spanish monarchs Elizabeth I and Ferdinand II to equip his fleet to the New World. And uh, he never actually made it to the mainland U.S., made it to uh, pretty much the Caribbean. But uh, for all intents and purposes, he is credited with finding North America. Yeah. He just it's, It goes uh, without saying how neat it was back then to just get on a boat and just just trust that you could make it across this water. Exactly, and that you wouldn't fall off the edge. Yeah, because back then, they, it looked like the earth was flat and you would just fall off at the end of it. But. And depending on who you ask, they would still tell you the same thing. No, not true. (laughs) Well, let's move on. This day in 1789, uh, George Washington is inaugurated as the first president of the United States of America. Obviously a huge feat and, uh, you know, just uh, there's something to be said for that. Right. It it was good to have uh, him as our first president. Yep. Him and his wooden teeth. Moving on, this day, 1859, Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities, is first published in literary periodical all the year round weekly installments until november 26 aside from a tale of two cities tone what is your favorite other charles dickens novel isn't it moby dick wait no we didn't do that he's not that one we've we've done the charles dickens joke and he didn't write moby dick he did a christmas carol christmas carol yeah yeah boy I'm blanking on what else he did. It's Friday. Walker Dickens. Yes, Charles Dickens. You know, he died of a stroke. And he's most famous for, let's see, oh, Christmas Carol, Hard Times, A Tale of Two Cities, and All the Year Round. I guess that's really it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to 1863. This day, Battle of Chancellorsville in Virginia in a major victory General Robert E. Lee's troops defeat larger army of the Potomac under Major General Joseph Hooker. Stonewall Jackson is fatally wounded. I wonder if it's because of his lazy eyes. I don't know if you're looking at this picture tone, but uh, my guess is he probably couldn't see straight. Hello. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1897. English. You're English physicist and head of the Cavendish Laboratory, J. Jonah Jameson, no, J.J. Thompson, announces his discovery of the electron in a lecture at the Royal Institution. I tell you, uh, we'll tell you about the uh, discovery of electron in lecture. 
I also would like to be serious. Is it my mustache or what is it? (laughs) Well, let's move on. This day in 1939, Lou Gehrig sets a Major League Baseball record playing his 2,130th consecutive and final game for the New York Yankees. What were the odds that he would contract a disease that had the same name as him? It's crazy. It's nuts. (laughs) He was named after him. That's a hell of a stretch. A little bit. Also in baseball history, this day in 1958, Ted Williams is the 10th Major League Baseball player to get 1,000 extra base hits. And again, just breaking records left and right uh, back then. Yeah, we need like a baseball soundbite. We do a lot of baseball. You know how we always have boxing for ding, ding, ding. We do a lot of baseball. We should uh, have like uh, a baseball soundbite. Boy, that one's a little long. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> long. I was going to say, it's a little shorter. Maybe I'll trim it down a little bit. Well, let's move on this day in 1967. Ostakino Tower, the then highest freestanding structure in the world at 540 meters, is finished in Moscow, Russia. It's crazy. That thing uh, doesn't look that tall. Uh, Just and, kidding. It really, it really does. It, it looks like a satellite. Uh, who knows what it was even for? Brainwashing, perhaps? Yeah. Well, it's strange. It's like, can you imagine the people that build it? It's like, we're just going to keep going up and up. It's, it's Skyscrapers are, are fascinating, for sure. I bet it gets really good reception, though. Oh, definitely. It's way up there. Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1973, Paul McCartney releases Red Rose Speedway album, including the hit single, I don't know if I call it hit, My Love. Um <laughs> I'm going to release an album. It's going to be Red Rose Speedway because I got crazy one night on the speedway and I was like, Red Rose. (laughs) Sounds beautiful. With Paul McCartney after the Beatles, there was sort of a law of diminishing returns on his music. Uh, It seemed to get a little worse and worse as it went on. (laughs) Let's move on. This day in 1976. (laughs) Muhammad Ali beats Jimmy Young in 15 for the heavyweight boxing title. Down goes Young and your champion, Muhammad Ali. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on. This day in 1989. The World Wide Web is first launched in the public domain by CERN scientist Tim Berners-Lee. And little note to all of you uh, millennials and beyond, you don't need to say whatever the uh, website is anymore. It's not a requirement, so stop it. Yeah. So go to www.christianphoenix.org. <laughs> oh, and then finally on this day in history, this day in 2018, the superhero film Avengers Infinity War sets a new record for an opening weekend, earning $250 million in the U.S., $630 million worldwide, held the top grossing movie for the longest time until Avatar just did its re-release and retook that top spot. Great movie. Great movie. Absolutely. I actually liked it better than Endgame. Endgame was good, but Infinity War I liked better. I don't disagree. I I liked it as well. And then finally, before we head into the weekend, let's talk about some of today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to, well, celebrate. For instance, and there are a ton of them, today is Adopt a Shelter Pet Day. uh, Very close to my heart. It is Bugs Bunny Day. 
What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? It is Child Care Professionals Day. It is Day of the Child. I guess those are probably related. It's Day of the Child. Look, I got a child. Right there, it is the child. (laughs) It is Hairstyle Appreciation Day, so appreciate that hairstyle. Ooh, rocking it, Tom. I appreciate it. It is International Jazz Day. No, thank you. I like the jazz flute. It is National Hairball Awareness Day. Whatever that means. Yeah, be aware, you kitties. It is National Honesty Day, so be truthful. (laughs) It is National Arbor Day. That has something to do with trees. It is National Bubble Tea Day. Tapioca. Gross. Bubble tea is gross. It is National Preparathon Day. It is National Oatmeal Cookie Day with chocolate chips, not raisins. Raisins are gross. I will eat sugar cookie day. There you go. It is National Military Brats Day for all those kids who uh, grew up with parents in the military. It is National Mr. Potato Head Day. I don't think we can call it that anymore. (laughs) It is National Sarcoidosis Day, whatever that means. National Raisin Day and Spank Out Day. So go ahead and spank it afterwards, Tone. (laughs) Folks, that does it for this week of shows. We are running best ofs all next week while Tony's on vacation. But we will see you guys the following Monday. Enjoy your Friday, everybody. See you.